the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and what are you looking at? <laughs> what, what am I doing yet. wrong? What am I doing wrong? Are you, am I, what am I doing? Is there a flag waving or anything no, no, like no. that? I'm just watching. You okay. feel sorry for me now, don't you, Mark? I kind of do. Yeah. I kind of do. Um, we, I thought we had a PFL when I did that, but um, we're having problems with the board, so we're just kind of playing with it, and I don't have any kind of a... a uh, Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> you know, you can always know when you push the wrong button. Okay, Kurt from Kurt's Automotive is sitting to my left. Across to my right is Jeff and Eric. Oh, my God, he's sitting next to me. Yeah, he's watching you. He's watching me. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, now's the time to talk. There's four master techs in this room. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. So, and then how many years of experience? I'm going to ask the other two, so you're not going to get as much time as he is, okay? So come up with your numbers. Uh, at least 30. Okay. 30 years for Kurt. I make it 35. 35. Okay. Yeah. I've worked at Kurt's 20 years now. Okay. 20. I'm 18. Okay. 18, and I'm 39. Okay. Work with me here. <laughs> 13 and 9 is 22. 22. Carrier 2. So 2, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 112 years of experience sits in this room. That still doesn't make me know anything. I know. I know. <laughs> You're the only one, though. <laughs> the rest of us are a lot wiser than that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and our wives are sitting at home going, oh, and they're rolling their eyes and yeah. all that yeah, other kind are. of stuff. Uh-huh. You know? And uh-huh. so you go, just sit there and be quiet and, and let us be boys. So this is kind of the, we're here all alone. I've got all the doors locked. I've got the security system set. So there's no way that they're going to be able to be involved in this show. Yeah. They can call you on the phone, but you're supposed to mute your phone. Remember, that was the rule. It's muted. But text us. Oh, they can text us? Yeah. Give me your phones. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not doing that. (laughs) We're just not going to do that. So nevertheless, it's the same old thing, 602-508-0960. So, Eric, anybody kicked your butt in a while on a car? Well, do I want to admit to it? Um, no, tell you know, blame it on another. Oh, tech. oh, okay. Okay, Jeff was working on a car. <laughs> you know that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff was working on a car. I'll spot you that much, and you go from there. Well, one of the one of the worst ones, and I'll have to admit that it actually left because the customer was tired of spending money. Okay. It was a uh, what? Oh four five Escape. Okay. And it would just randomly shut down on three cylinders. Okay. And through the barrage, I mean, good powers, good grounds, new coils, check injector signals, cam crank signals. I mean, just everything. And back, basically, after we said, well, we know this is bad, and then changed this. Well, it didn't affect, didn't change this part of it, but it 
change this. Went through just after two and a half or three months, he says, you know what? Get it running the best you can. I'm going to just get rid of it. It's a headache for all of us. Yeah. And so I seen him a few months later, and he said, some guy thought he could fix it, so he bought it for me. Okay. Oh. So it, <laughs> it left. I don't know what was wrong with it. And I, and I want to draw the distinction. When we check cam and crank signal, we are looking at a television screen watching it operate. It's yeah. not really a matter of putting a new one in no, and no, saying, no, no, oh, no, no, no. because no. here's the deal. Folks don't understand. If you put a new one in, let's say a new one, you really don't know what the signal looks like. So if we're looking at a signal over here that we have three pops, okay, yep. and we're supposed to have six, yep. right? You're dropping three. Yeah. So it's, we're looking at the existing cam sensor or crank sensor, and we've got three pops, but we don't have three. So when we put a new one on, it's got three pops, and we don't have three, then... It's not it. Yeah. So we got a signal problem. We got something coming in that's lying. Yeah. So it's it's not a matter of changing parts. It's more sophisticated than that. Yeah. We can actually watch the operation of these concerns that way. Right? Yep. Right? Okay, so nothing happened? No, I mean it just it got to the point it was so random, like I said, we just it would just shut down complete signal like it was losing, you know, like a, a cam signal, but it it wasn't. It every all signals were good going in, coming out. We even tried to uh, use PCM or new PCM mm -hmm. just to see if it was interpretation problems. I right. mean, just the barrage check, you know, ground resistances and, and load powers, loaded. I mean, just everything. Nothing. It had me scratching my head, and the customer says, well, it's going to be a headache. I'm giving it to my 16-year-old daughter, and it needs to be reliable. So it, it's just too much. So. And how many hours did you bill for, and how many hours just did you spend? I think we billed for eight or something and had 40 in it or something okay and that we do that and and we don't do it to people that walk in the first time no. okay we're not going to have somebody and I, I i i say this and it's kind of crass but you're not going to come in and poop on my desk and be my first time customer okay <laughs> that ain't happening okay you take your car to whoever's been taking your money the last 10 years but and 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 i people are some people will be offended by that and but it's i mean it's a business decision I, yeah. i'll do it for somebody who's done business with me i've yeah. made money mm -hmm. off of before yeah so it, oh you know what that means i got to tell you a funny story. A lady sends me an email, and she's very nice. And she says, please get rid of the doorbell. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, why? And she says, because every time the doorbell rings, my husband and I listen to your show, and every time the dogs go crazy. Now, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. Do you have dogs? I no. do. Okay, do they go crazy when the doorbell rings? Yes, they can. And mine do, too. And so we put, Gil, give us the air gun again. Watch this. All right, that's our new one. If her dogs uh -huh. are barking, then they're sick. They need yeah. a psychiatrist. <laughs> well, maybe they're junkyard dogs. Yeah. That's right. So it's a done deal. All righty, Gil, who we got on it? Your first caller is John. Okay, John, you're up first, buddy. How can we help you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I've got a, um, um, a Hyundai um, Accent. It's a 2010 model, and this thing, going down the road, it'll just die. And then sometime later, it may or may not restart. Okay. And um, I just have this notion, I, I could, could be wrong, but I have this notion that it's a fuel pump. Okay. So did you put a fuel pump in it? No. Okay. All right. Okay. And and I'll, I'll kind of start it out. Uh -huh. It's spark or fuel. Yeah. Yeah. we got to figure out which one it is. So sooner or later, I, I'll tell you what I would do, tell to my customer. I'd give him an old spark plug. 
Is this coil over, you think, at 10? Probably. Yes, yeah. it will be. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. I'm going to stick a, 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 a pin through the, <laughs> <laughs> through the boot or something. I'm going to figure out a way for him to check for spark in the old-fashioned way. Yeah. So just have your wife crank and just kind of touch this and see if you get a little bite and we have spark. Yeah. Because in the old days, we could pull a spark plug boot and put a spark plug in there and stuff like that, but it's difficult. You know what else I was thinking? I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but those little bitty neon lights that they use for Christmas lights, you could wrap those around a spark plug wire, and they would draw enough electricity to flash. Yeah, they should flash. Yeah. Because I had made a kind of a tachometer, and I had put eight of them in a circle, and then I had wired them around the firing order. Huh. So they would just circle, and it was kind of a nifty little thing that cost me $7,000 to build. <laughs> but it, I was in high school, and I didn't have any other place for, for my time. But it's yeah. spark or fuel. So the yeah. real question is, is if it came, if, uh, let's forget about our shops. A good guy will do what first? He's gonna, is, there, is there any codes in the system? No check engine light, right, John? No check engine light. Okay. Okay. And so you look for that, you throw a fuel pressure gauge on it, and to drive it and see if you can duplicate the problem. Okay. And if he's a good customer, we'll probably leave it on for a day because we got more than one yeah. or <laughs> charge him 20 bucks for the use of our. And I don't know, where do you guys put the gauge? We just tape it, duct tape it to the front of the windshield. That's right to the windshield. Yeah. yeah. And so you give him the car back and say, you know, if, you, if you've been a good boy and haven't been cheating on your wife, then the car's going to die while you have our gauge on there. The question is, is what does the gauge read when the motor stops? Yep. Mm -hmm. So if it's 45 and the motor stops, we got a spark problem. Yep. Yeah. So then we can go into the cam and crank sensors, the coils and the PCMs yeah. and stuff like that. So that's kind of really has to, has to do. Do you have a shop that you patronize, John? No. Um, the car hasn't given us any trouble uh, except for now. Okay. So we haven't established a shop anywhere. Okay. And and this is this is something that's certainly fixable. This isn't yes. going to eat our lunch. No. It's a matter of step one is a spark or fuel. Yes. It's not compression. It's not a timing belt. No. No. It's not a plugged catalytic converter. It's no. not all that stuff. This is spark or fuel. So we got to figure out which one it is. Now, if it is a fuel pump, Mm -hmm. Then the question is, is if the fuel pressure drops to z zero instantly, or does it drop from 45 to 20, which could be a fuel pressure regulator. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of other things. Um, one of the things that you can do to help you the shop out, and this will save you some diagnostic money, is run the tank down low and see if it's, if it's worse. Let's okay. Because the fuel pump is lubricated and cooled by the gas in the tank. So there's a lot of ASU kids that run off the bottom eighth of the tank, and we put pumps in their cars a lot because uh -huh. the pump is up there in the atmosphere, and it's not being cooled or lubricated by the gas. Yeah. So if you drop your tank down, have your wife drive it. It's better than that way anyway. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> okay, so she gets stranded. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the idea is, is down at an eighth of a tank, low. If it happens more regularly, then you fill it up and work off the top three-quarters of the tank, and it's much longer distance then how much has he saved himself in some diagnostic money? Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, so let's say between 30 and $70. Yep. Can we mm -hmm. agree to that? Mm -hmm. yeah. sure. So if somebody walks into you and says, okay, the gas tank real low and it dies a lot, and I fill it up to the, the three-quarter marker higher, and it's much, much better. Yeah. Right. What else can it be? Yeah. yeah. So so at that particular point, you look at it. Now, this is a Ford, so it could have 30,000 miles, and the pump's just shot. 
I think he's at a Hyundai, Mark. Oh, a Hyundai. <laughs> I'm just trying to dig the board. <laughs> you take any opportunity you can. I can. I can. You'll make them up. Yeah. So the idea is is that um, it, that's an easy one. Now, it's not necessarily we're going to go right to the, putting the pump in it, but if it's got 120, 130,000 miles, then the conversation is do you want us to put a pump in it because the symptoms you're describing match perfectly a pump. Mm-hmm. And so the lifestyle or the lifespan is your car's been around the world five times. So we got 120,000 miles on it, and most of them don't last that long. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give me the middle. What's the earliest you've seen a pump and the latest you've sent a pump across the board? 30,000 miles is the earliest I've ever seen one go out. Okay. And that's unusual. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was probably Ford. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have that one Ford that made it three or 400,000, too. Uh-oh. And then, that's possible. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's <laughs> possible. That's possible. Okay. Oh, I, I'm going to agree to yeah. that. I'm going to yeah. agree to that. I'm 180. Mark, let me ask you something. Okay. Um, if, um, if I drive the car until it goes into failure mode and I take some starting fluid and shoot it into the intake, and if that makes it start, does that indicate a fuel pump? Yes. Yes. It, it, it absence fuel of fuel. Yeah, it's an absence of fuel for yeah. sure. And another thing is, is have you had a the the filter changed on it in a long time? Uh, you know what? I'll check that. Okay. And, and here's the filter. The filter is going to starve the motor at higher RPMs and higher load and higher speeds. So if you're dying on the freeway and you're not dying around town, then the filter would be the first hundred dollars I'd spend of your money. Okay. So and that's kind of where you come in. You you can't just come in and lay that stuff on our desk and figure that we're going to magically wave our wand. If you come to the party with some information, you're going to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. So we've given you two things. Does the level of the fuel in the tank make any difference? And number two, does it die more predominantly at high load situations or around town? And those okay. are the two things. But yes, okay. if it doesn't, if it cranks but doesn't start injecting some kind of carb spray, brake spray propane, whatever. Yes, it'll, if it starts and runs, it'll die. That means it's a fuel starvation problem. Yeah. All righty. Okay. All right. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960. If you have anything, I want to tell you something real quick. I know I'm behind the break. I had a guy send me an email the other day, and he tells me that his car has a hiccup. And then he goes into spark plugs and coils and mass airflow sensors. And I'm, I'm yeah. exaggerating here, mm-hmm. but he had replaced everything. He'd been on YouTube University. He had <laughs> talked to all these other people. And now he thinks it might be a timing chain that slipped. And he, he replaced the distributor. And now he's got a code for the distributor because he hasn't synchronized it, I guess. And so you have all this dynamics going on. And I wrote him back and I said, just kind of bluntly so all i get is it's got a hiccup that's all i get i get the one sentence it's got a hiccup and then i've got four paragraphs of what you've done and the only thing i can tell you is everything you've done hasn't affected it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know what it ain't yeah we know exactly. what it ain't so anyway when we come back i'll tell you what I, alan said it was and it's kind of an interesting con- concept but he says i've seen that before a lot now real quick what is it the um, when they kill the cylinders on a General Motors product? Deactivation. Deactivation. I, I know, but what's the acronym for it? Multiple MDI. Is something MDS. like that. MDS. MD, MDS. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. 
That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. From under my Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil and Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around since Jesus was a baby, but Phil says 1968. He started with transmissions before they had electronic solenoids, before they had computers that shifted up and down for you. So he knows the old ones, and he knows the new ones, which is something that we rarely see in any environment, and certainly in Phoenix as well. So he's at 40th Street in Washington. He's been there since 1968. If you go up and down Washington on the north side of the street at 40th Street, you'll see his facility. And he's been around a very long time, and he's very good at what he does. So you've got Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. There's Trey, and then there's another Philip. And so all three of those guys are handled the front counters. So it's a good place if you have a transmission problem. You're in Phoenix, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Just real quick, we got a couple of calls. We were talking about this hiccup thing. Okay, and you thought it was a torque converter. 
Yeah. And so basically it's going for people, it's going in and out of high gear. And so it goes, so I think you can drag your foot on the brake enough to light the brake pedal or light the brake lights, and that will quit. That should quit. Yeah, that should quit. Okay, so we can tell people, you do that. Not enough to slow you down, just enough to light the brakes. Yep. In that 5.3, he talked about a hiccup, and Alan thought it was that multiple cylinder select. And he said the same thing. I think you can cancel that by dragging your feet over it. But we didn't pick up that it was a 98. Yeah. And so that that would have eliminated that. Yeah. All righty, Don, you're up first. How can I help you? Good morning. Uh, I've got an 01 GMC Sonoma pickup, four-cylinder. Okay. How can I make that thing run cooler? I've got all new parts, fan clutch, radiator, water pump, everything's brand new, but it still runs hot, and I can't run the air conditioner very... All right, right what now. does hot mean? That's the first question. What is hot Well, uh, the needle is at the very center at the top. It's, uh, it's, I think it's running temperature, but it, it runs even hotter. I put a 180-degree temp- uh, thermostat in it to make it... And I've also added ice to the cooling, the coolant. Okay. All right. Well, we don't agree with anything that you've done so far. What, <laughs> okay. What, what we want to do is, is we want to know exactly on the gauge. Does it is it running half? Is it running three quarters? Or is it close to the red? It's not not even close to the red. It's, uh, is it it's between half and three quarters? Oh, it, it's half. Half the, half the gauge. Okay, well, we think you're wrong, and I think it's unanimous. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You made a terrible step backwards by dropping a 180 in that because the computer's not going to like that. You're going to lose some fuel economy because the computer thinks the motor's running too cold, and so it's oh. going to add more fuel, and it's going to cost you some fuel economy, and it's a catalytic converter. You know what the OE temp on my truck is? 195 to 220? Yeah. 208 is the temp on the thermostat on my okay. truck. Oh, okay. So that's a newer one. Yeah. So what no. we're trying to tell you is is that between half and three quarters is absolutely normal. And we think, and, and, yeah. and if anybody wants to argue, yeah. we think you ought to put the 195 back in it, and you yep. should be happy that you're between half and three quarters. And in our opinion, there's nothing wrong with your car. Yes, and the GMs of that era wouldn't even turn an electric fan on until about 228, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. And so he's not even going to get that till he gets above the half mark. Yeah, correct. Yeah. You're so, pushing three-quarter gauge before they turn electric fans on. Right. So That's we're not only, a problem. Now, of all the cars we see every day of our life, isn't it true that half to three quarters is a normal range? That's where they're wrong. Everything. Half, half gauge all the time. Let's go back in years. I want to go back to 1996 when we first saw fuel injection yeah. and O2 sensors. Yeah. I want to go back to there. So if you do agree that all the way back to 96, regardless of the car, half to three quarters is the number? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. Okay, Don, we've given you the vest we can offer you, and we didn't even charge you for it. So thank you very much for that. Larry, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, guys. Um... I have a 81 El Camino, um, you both might be familiar with it, that has a um, 01 Silverado engine in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped it off at Kurtz, and I think, you know, you, if you guys remember, you did some stuff with the O2 sensor, and there were other problems, and you recommended we have it dyno-tuned. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, is there a good end to this story or a bad end to this story? <laughs> Could we quit holding uh, our there's breath? A, there's not a good end yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, so my wife called you, Mark, and got a recommendation um, somewhere to have it dyno-tuned. Well, we looked at it, and, too, because we wanted a fresh yes. pair of eyes on it, and then it ended yes. up over in a, in a dyno place yeah. in, just south of us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they dyno-tuned it. It ran great for about a month. And then it went back to doing the limp mode thing, which okay. was the original problem. Okay. 
So I took it back to them again, and, you know, they were real good. You know, everybody's been great about it, but um, my wallet's bruised. Um, um, and then they looked at some more, and then they found that the air take, or the intake manifold had been modified. They had literally cut the bottom out of it to clear the um, knock sensors. Okay. So they counted high and low to find an intake manifold that would um, fit in the El Camino because it's, you know, a smaller right. compartment. And they did that. I got it back uh, about two weeks ago. It ran great till Sunday, and I was driving home, and it went back into limp mode again. So okay. I'm just curious if you guys have an idea where to go from here. No, this, um, your car is a hybrid, and, 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 and because yes. it's a mix of an 81 to an 01, a 20-year spread, um, yes. we, none of us have the ability to fix this car, and, 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 and because there's software, and it's proprietary software, and it's software that we've never seen, and right. we can't actually watch what's going on and during that period right. of time because all of us did that. I don't know that you have any other option other than continuing to, to work with the shop down on Chandler Boulevard. And, right. and yeah. I think what yeah. I'm going to arm you with is is you need to say to them, um, we need to, to, to kind of make progress. And so if there's going to be a guest, can we talk about in advance who's going to pay for the guests? Yes, because uh, I've already... I've spent um, about fifty five hundred bucks on it. I, I understand that, but you also have yeah. a car there that ninety nine percent of the people in the world cannot work on for performance problems. Oh, I, I understand yeah, that. So. It's a. Uh, it's Frankenstein, and, you know. And, yeah, and it's your wife's fault because I think she bought it for you. <laughs> and, and so if that's the case, then that's um, – if you need a good divorce attorney, I'm happy to give you a phone number for that. <laughs> well, or, yeah, her and my son bought it for me, and uh, yeah. I should have spent the money on my 85 instead. Well, <laughs> and, and I, I just think um, that um, you're going you're gonna to be better off by continuing to work with them. Perhaps. Well, the, I'm going to. Okay, but, but the measurement – the measurement is is you need to say to them better or worse or the same and give them an explanation. Okay, that's going to help move you forward. To walk back in and hand them the keys and say it's doing the same thing might not be in your best interest. So all I'm saying to you is, and then you can pull the negative battery cable and put and try a new one on. And we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. 
This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. Just text your zip code to 82000. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem with Kurt from Kurt's Automotive. We got Eric and Jeff, so we got four master techs in the room. And unfortunately, on the 81 El Camino, that's now a hybrid with a 01 computer-operated car and fuel injection that it didn't come with. Unfortunately, there we've discussed it during the break, yeah. and we all agree that there's no way we can even because we don't know if it's running rich or if it's running lean. We don't know if the knock sensor. I mean, how hard is it to plug into the assembly line data link, the DLC, and hit the intake with a hammer and see the knock sensor? or talk to us. That's easy. I mean, that's easy. Yeah. So the question really is, is how did we get to a knock sensor? And if that knock sensor's not talking, then the timing's running wild, and it should have been pinging like a, like a crazy dog. Yeah. So we don't know all that. Yeah. We don't know all and that. And he said something about clearance on the knock sensor. Yeah. So I was like, that doesn't happen on I mean... It's not possible. Well, but but <laughs> keep in mind this. Both of us, neither one of us could fix this car. Yeah. yeah. Okay? So we're going to leave it to the guy who at least got it some period of time okay. Yeah. But, but in, and in defense of him, yeah. this is this is going to be a difficult thing. Yeah. yeah. Nevertheless, let's go to the phones. Richard, you're up first. How can we help you, Richard? Yeah, Mark, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. 
Okay, I just want to give a shout out to Larry Harker Auto, okay. one of your preferred uh, shops. Um, I, I had a, a situation with a brake master cylinder on a Ford Super Duty motorhome chassis. Okay. And I had purchased the wrong uh, part from Advance Auto, and a friend of mine who's a certified master tech was going to install it for me. And when I brought it to him, he said it's the wrong master cylinder. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's exactly what the book said for a Ford 460 with few, uh, with Cruise, the F53 chassis. Well, the one that I had purchased had three ports, and the one that's actually on my motorhome is two ports. So long and short, he wasn't able to do this Monday night. We were going to be going out of town on Tuesday. So I started calling around all your shops. Uh, we did the Kurtz, the Action Auto, S&S, T-Bird, Bikes, Automotive Dynamics, and finally got to Larry Harker. And they were, they said, well, if you bring it in, we'll take a look at it and see if we can get to it. And uh, Bob was just so accommodating, Ellen, and I guess their tech, Jim and Christian, are the ones that actually did the work. But they were able to get me out the door in less than two hours. So okay. just want to give a little shout out. And I and I've got exactly that, and I've got it down from uh, twenty. What have I? What are twenty four to twenty five? So there's a, a minute and a half free commercial for Harker's, but he's worth it. Yeah, because he, he took guy. that in. I do want to comment on two things that you said. If if there's if there's a master tech out there that's working uh, without a shop, then he's not making the fifty to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars that he would make for with me or for you. Yeah. And and so it's easy for everybody to say that they're a master tech, but it's also those are not the kind of mistakes that we expect our master techs to make. Chime in, boys, yeah. if well, you think. Mark. Yeah. He didn't actually make the mistake. Uh, he okay. works for another uh, operation during the day. He has his own shop at night, but he's a personal friend of mine. Okay, he I understand that, but if if it's if it's presented to us then we would see that the ports are different, and we would know why the ports are different. And we would know your F-53 chassis, and we would look at your chassis, and we would look at the part, and this wouldn't have been something that should... I'm not, I'm not saying anything other than we hear this all the time. We hear this all the time. And, and the, this, the standard answer is, well, I had this master tech look at it, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and we just hear that a lot. And, and all I'm suggesting is... is that we have lots of people who represent themselves in a fashion that perhaps doesn't work. Bob's a master tech yes. at Harker's. It, it, mm -hmm. it took him two hours to figure this out. Yeah. And so those are the kinds of guys we rely on. The The guys that are, are levels below us, if we're seniors in high schools, we're talking about guys that are in the fifth and sixth grade. Mm -hmm. We're not going to really kind of hold their opinion unless they can say to us, oh, there's a difference of two to three ports on this Hydro Booster yeah, Master right. Cylinder. And then, of course, we can see that. But I'm glad that Harker's took you. I'm glad that he pulled this off in two hours. Yes. And I know what it's like when you have a motorhome and you've got things getting ready to right, go. Fourth of July. And you're ready to go, and all of a sudden you've got a brake problem. And of course, the wife can drink herself silly, but she's still going to know if you don't have brakes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but anyway, thank you very much for that, Richard. And I noticed that, and I'm going to cut that tape out, and I'm going to send it to, uh, to, uh, Larry and his wife, Ellen, and let them know that there's somebody out there happy. Sam, you're up next. Sam, thank. how can I help you? Oh, hi. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. I've got a 65 Chevy El Camino, but I've also got a 1978 Chevy half-ton uh, block in it. 
I need to get a starter. Is that what I tell the guy at the parts counter? I want a starter for a 78? I think you take the old starter off and take it down with you, and if the guy's halfway smart, he's going to look at the part number, and he's probably going to say it's a 3510, and it's probably the same starter. Anybody got yeah. a different opinion? That was probably the same so one. But it, yeah. It's worth taking it down. It's worth putting them side by side. Um, and who diagnosed the starter, and, and why do you think it's it? Well, me. Uh, I just started the El Camino up like two days ago, and it started fine, the normal, usual way. And I tried to start it last night, and the Bendix or the gear, whatever, it just sounds like it's jamming in there, and it, and it doesn't crank the motor. Okay. All right. Well, let me make a suggestion to you. Um, do you have a digital voltometer or some kind of a meter? Yes. Okay. Well, have your wife holding on the battery, because what you're describing is the solenoid is activating the starter drive, but the motor's not spinning. And it could be because the starter needs 9.6 volts in order to operate, and it could be that you're down to 8.1 when you hit the key. Mm -hmm. And so you can put starters in there until we're all dead, and you ain't never going to fire that El Camino up. So all I'm suggesting is is you look at the voltage at the battery during the starting process. From key on, from key off, what's the voltage? Key on, what's the voltage? In the crank mode, click and starter activation, what's the voltage? If any of that drops it down below 9.6, then you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, at least now. May I also suggest that you go to MarkSalem.com and look at FAQ 28. I will help you diagnose the starter, the solenoid, the bad battery cables, and the bad batteries by watching the headlights. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you can just go through that FAQ 28, and it will help you. But we all believe, right, 3510 yeah. on the starter? Yeah. Small block Chevy yeah, starter? Yeah, it's going to be a standard one. Okay. And we think that if you take the old one out and take it down there and you match up the mounting holes and the nose and the clocking of it, all that kind of stuff, then if it's side-by-side side and it's exactly the same, I think... Now, we're assuming there's a gray-haired guy at the auto Yeah, and you store. want to watch for a shim under that, too, I think, Mark. Yes, yes, because you're right. If there's, oh, if there's a shim under that and you don't put it back in, it's going to run too deep. Exactly. So you're you're going to, when you take it out of the two big, long 916-heads, yeah. uh, yeah. three-eighths bolts, you drop it down. Make sure that there's not a shim there. And if, there, if the shim falls on the ground, don't forget it goes back yeah. there. Yeah. So anyway, oh. got to take a break. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free course or inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? 
I'm Terry Gilbert. Each day I write and deliver Terry's Take on the Topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day, now airing every morning at 7.04 a.m. and every evening at 6.04 p.m. My content is rich, researched, and reasoned. Get a fresh take every day on air. Get past takes every day online, 7.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. And now over 100 archive takes at 960 The Patriot. Listen to America's 401k show every Saturday at 9 p.m. here on 960 The Patriot, presented by Estate Preservation Advisors. Scott Bird, founder and president of Estate Preservation Advisors, is a certified senior advisor and a graduate of Tufts University in economics. Scott has been an annuity and life specialist assisting retirees for over 15 years. Let Scott help you plan for your future. Call today, 480-385-2800-480-385-2800. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me... I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Patriot App Tip number 5. Listening to 960 on the Patriot App but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot App at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to push a couple of buttons here, and uh, and I'm going to push that button, too. And what else do you want me to push? You want me to push that one off and push that one on? Okay, fine. <laughs> Eric a- actually handles the audio board for your church. Yeah. And so he's real, and I I put him next to me because when I get frazzled, I forget to push the right button. So he's saying he's pointing his fingers, and he's saying you need to push that button and turn that one off. But you're right, you're right. I'm I'm not going to complain. Okay, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We talk about the sixty five off the break because we do a lot of our yeah. conversations. The sixty five El Camino with a seventy eight Chevy motor in it. We're pretty sure on a thirty five yeah. ten starter. But in reality, if it's got a seventy eight Chevrolet half uh, motor in it, then he would order based on the block. So he yeah. would pretend it's a seventy eight in a whatever. Yeah. We can all agree that it doesn't make any difference if it's an El Camino or it's a Malibu or whatever else they had an Impala back in 78 it's going to be the starter so when you have that you you could in this case order for 65 el camino but we think it would be better to talk about a 78 chevrolet el camino or whatever. unless he's running a 65 el camino flywheel and and bell housing and transmission you're right you have an old power glide okay well then i'm going to change it because he just screwed everything up we i'm, talked good, through I'm this. good at that mark okay it, it it's going to be one or the other yeah. <laughs> you're either going to order for a 65 El Camino or a 78 El Camino, one or the other. Yeah. All righty, let's go to the phones. Bob or Rob, it's Rob. Rob, how can we help you today? 
Hey, question mark. Um, uh, first of all, your recommendation for the shop out by me was wonderful. I think it's Action Auto or no it's action. on... Uh, it's it, maybe just off the 17. And Deer um, Valley. And his name is yeah. Tom, and the shop is named Action Auto. And thank you very much for letting me know that he took good care of you. Yeah, they're wonderful. Okay. Um, my question is, um, yesterday, got in to drive the 207 Cadillac STS, and it would not engage into drive. I got the, you know, the park reverse, neutral, and then nothing on the dash. And the only way I could get the forward transmission to engage was to push on the traction control button. Okay, now hold on just a minute. We have a bunch of guys smiling. Eric. (laughs) Eric, we're going to point to Jeff. Jeff, uh, what are you doing? You're pointing one another now. (laughs) Our guess. Go ahead. Eric, guess. (laughs) <laughs> Eric, boy, I, this doesn't work out very well. No. <laughs> We're waiting well, to hear I, the rest of the symptoms here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, All right. I was. Well, he says he pushes the, he's pushing the traction control button on and off, and now he gets forward motion gear. Exactly. Well, but it doesn't show anything, you know, when you go through the gears, and I have to go up to park, um, hit the traction control button, and then shift quickly back into drive, and then I can get forward. But right. other than that, um, the normal, you know, forward transmission um, is not happening. So okay. on your dash where it shows park, reverse, neutral, drive, you don't get the drive symbol? No. The D is not there. Yeah, we got electrical. Yeah, yeah it's got a, a range sensor or something acting right. up. So it, it's got, the, the computer doesn't know you're putting it in drive, so it's going to leave it in park or neutral. So we have to fix. I think the symptom we've got is we don't get a drive light up, so yeah. we have to yeah. look at that. Now, it could be a park neutral switch. The park neutral switch tells the dash what to say its gears, and so when you shift it, you're moving this lever from park, reverse, neutral. It's called the Prindle, P-R-N-D-L, so to speak. So on the Prindle on your dash is not talking, and that means the computer tells the Prindle what to say, but the computer's not seeing it. So my guess would be a park neutral switch. Agree? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. And then they run that the the range sensor through the TCM, which then talks to the gateway module. Okay. The, we have to talk in English. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. The, the range sensor is going to talk to the transmission control module. Thank you very much. Which then talks right. to uh, probably the body control module. It might have a direct ECM module to or ECM. the, engine, the okay. engine module. Engine control module. Which then talks to the instrument cluster. Okay. And so we've got, but we understand the path. It's yes. just like yes. a network of home computers. They talk on a network. Okay. And anything in the network that drops out can cause the same thing. But we can go in with our scanner, not the code reader the three-whiskered kid at AutoZone <laughs> no, has. Right. We're talking about a scanner that costs four, five, six, seven thousand dollars And we're going to go in there, and we're going to look at the, T- the transmission control module. We're going to look at the ECM. We're going to look at all of this, and we're going to follow the signal through. Mm-hmm. So as we roughhouse the shifter, and as we roughhouse the park neutral switch, and as we roughhouse the brake light, the brake switch, we're going to see whether it we're going to follow it from where it goes, where it goes, and where it goes, right? Right. And that's going to cost somewhere as little as and as much as a diagnostic procedure. I'm going to guess 50 to 150. Yeah. Sounds fair. Fair enough? Okay. So okay, yeah, the guy that Action Auto said that, you know, 
they would have to check and make sure that it wasn't something in the shifter. But it seems to me like it would be some sort of sensor because they put the uh, diagnostic um, equipment on it and actually reset it. Um, but it only lasted, you know, less than a day. Okay. All right. Well, here's so, the problem you got. Okay. If you want to drive the train, be prepared to pay for all the detours you take. But if you want them to drive the train, then just make sure you have parameters of high and low before he starts. It's a bad idea for the customer to tell us how to fix their car. And sure, I think sure, sure. Tom Tom is a, a good qualified technician. Absolutely. Yeah. And we all like Tom, and we're going to throw that on the table right now. We know Tom. We like Tom. We have his um, his his cell phone. I have a cell phone in my – well, I ride a cell phone in t at, at – Payphone booths. You know, <laughs> for car repair advice, it's called Tom. At you this forgot number. the free. The free, yeah. yeah. But but I think what you do is is the best thing you could do, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, is demonstrate the problem again. Yep. Yeah. And mm -hmm. demonstrate it to Tom or the guy who's going to work on the car. Insist that they see what happens. Now, if you get there and it doesn't happen, then be prepared to sit in the lobby, key in your pocket, let it cool down just a little bit, and go out and see if it is. Now, for me, I'd want to just have a scanner when he turns the key on and see if it's going to happen. I'll, yeah. I'll be re I'll be ready for that. But that's how I would do it. Yeah. I don't I don't mean to say that you're not right. I just think that it's kind of like telling the doctor how to diagnose you. You're owie no, underneath no, your no. arms. No, no, no. I get so, it. So I get I, it. Let, me, let me ask you one other quick question. Okay. Um, once the um, uh, forward drivetrain is engaged, is there any problem or is there a chance that that could then just slip out of gear and, you know, because I've got to do a little bit of driving and last thing I want to do at 110 degrees is have that thing start, you know, slipping. Okay. Well, I can't answer your question because we haven't had a chance to fix the car yet. Once we fix the car, Tom should be able to tell you, I'm convinced I've got the wrong right part. I'm convinced everything will be fine from this point. But if he makes a guess, part of that's going to be, I'm making a guess. And, and, and the worst case scenario is, is yeah, you're going to have to tow it in. One of the things I want you to do is, is I want you to put it in low and see if the L light lows or if we just lost the D light. So I want you to play around. I need to know when you take it out of park, have we lost everything? Have we lost reverse, neutral, drive, one, two, three? I want to know all that. So you need to move the shifter around because if you say I bang the shifter and kind of muscle the shifter and everything works fine, that kind of helps us out. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I would handle it. Thank you very much, Rob. Good luck. And thank you for your attaboy as far as Action Auto yep. is on Deer Valley, northwest corner, Deer Valley, I-17, and uh, Deer Valley. And we've got another caller. This is Jerry. Jerry, good morning to you. How, what is it? To, what's the burr under your saddle? Well, I have a Durango that's on its way out the door. Uh, and the guys at Kurt, Kurtz have worked on it. And um, so it looks like I'm going to be in the market. I'm probably going to buy a used one for a dealership. Uh, so I want to know what should I be looking for? I'm looking for something that's going to be kept. Now, i got to be able to pull a 3,000-pound trailer. Okay. So I know I'm looking for a small SUV. not really caring what brand, and that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking what kind of things should I look for on the vehicle. There's 1,200 um, sure models of cars and trucks out there. Um, okay. I'm not going to speak I'm for Kurtz. 
I'm not going to speak for Kurtz, but I'm going to tell you, if you were my customer, I would say, um, Jerry, you've got to narrow it down for us. Yeah. You know, you've well, yeah, got to well, tell us, what, what is it? Is it a Chevy, a Ford, a Dodge, a Toyota? What do you want, four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive? Do you want a V8? Do you want a supercharged motor? You have to narrow it down. You've got to go get a little homework, and then you walk in and say, do I use an Isuzu Trooper, or do I use a three-quarter ton well, Dodge? I'm probably looking at another Durango. Okay. Uh, just because we like the way they are. But my, do you have any uh, wisdom in, in buying one? I mean, like how to deal with the dealership? Do I take the car, even though it's at the dealership? Do I have somebody like Kurtz look at it before I purchase it? Well, okay, you got three which questions Which one of the guys there. at Kurtz wants to go with me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at a hundred and, and uh, what do you what's your labor rate? 120. Okay, at $120 an hour, I think you ought to do that yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking. It. Um, the answer, you, you threw three questions out there. If you're going to do with okay. a new car dealer, you just deal with them yourself. And you do more okay. than one. Is so it a new car he's buying or a used car? Well, that's question number two. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, question number two, he now talks, do I have it checked out? And the answer is, heck yes. If it's new, that's not necessary, but anything used. Yeah. Right. And if it's used, okay. now what's your used car checkover? Mine's a buck twenty-five. We're usually doing about ninety bucks. Okay. So so we've got ninety to one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and we're going to go through it and tell you stuff that you need now, tomorrow, next week, next yeah. year, and we're going to put some numbers to it. And if you're really good, you'll go back and negotiate that as a discount. Right. And we had a lady the other day. We did a used car checkover. We wrote seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of work that it needed right now. She went back. They did the $750 worth of work, we charged her 100 bucks, and she said that was really a good deal. Yeah. It cost me $100 to save $750, and they did all the work. But she did one other thing. Before she bought it, she brought it to us to verify all the work was done, and we're happy to say it was. Yes. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of questions that you have. Yes, a, a used car checkover is important, and if they won't let you take it to the shop of your choice, there's a bad reason why they yeah, won't. Yeah, they've already right. answered your question. Okay. They've already answered. Thank you. Okay. That's a very good. As far as the Durango is concerned, it's comparable to the General Motors, Tahoe, and stuff like that. So I would look at a lot of those. It's a little smaller than the Tahoe, but if you wanted a little bit more power than the 6-liter or 6-2-liter in a Tahoe, wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And if you want a Suburban and you're, you know, you got a large family, then you can put the, the Cadillac XLT behind it or, or in front <laughs> of it or, or whatever. Um, but if anybody has a used Mercedes-Benz grill ornament, I'd like to buy that. If anybody has that, because I want to put that on the front of my grill of my Dodge. <laughs> I'll, get, I I'll get you one, Mark. No, I, you know how much they are? They're like a thousand bucks. I've, I've already oh, you checked. mean the big one that's lit? No, oh, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to buy it unless you can deliver it in in and and your driver's license because I'm not going to have somebody go steal one and then sell it to <laughs> yeah. me. So um, I'm taking your driver's license, but that 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 is an issue. All right, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And if you got a car question, we're going to be here for another hour. So we've got Kurt to my left, master technician, ASE master technician. You got 112 years of experience sitting right here in this room. You've got quite a few head injuries and some alcohol-related <laughs> accidents. Um, I'm talking about me, okay? I'm not talking about you guys. I've got a lot of traumatic head injuries, and I blame my inability to sometimes. Um, but anyway, 602-508-0960. Then we got Eric and Jeff, both ASE Master Certified Technicians. Like I said, between all of us, it's 112.
112 years. And I'm two seconds late, and we'll see you in a minute. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.